What's up, Bold Ones? Welcome to the Cold Ones and Bold Ones podcast here. We've got a great NFL slate to go over, and we'll get into that here in a second. And we have the full crew back. So we have myself, Ryan, and Styers all on today. Yeah, I mean, I, we didn't go anywhere. I was here the entire time. I was a good noodle. Um, I played my part. I was a good soldier. stayed in line. I'm not sure who was missing because it felt like I didn't really notice anyone gone last episode. Was someone <laughs> was someone gone? Well, that's rude. Oh, wow. Well, hey, <laughs> did, you hear, did, did you hear something? I heard, I think someone picked up. Did, I, I'm hearing something. I guess, was that, was that Kane? Kind of like a upstate New York pretender. Ouch. Okay. All right. So my beloved Bills, they lost. They lost to the New England Patriots. And no but one's I, surprised. Like, yeah. no one's surprised at all. Nope. Yeah. I'm going to be real with y'all. We're in the trust tree. Actually, we're not in the trust tree. Christian's here. As we have found out, nothing is sacred with him. Um, What did I do? You know, I'll leave stuff from the group chat in the group chat like you should. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, um, I'll be real. I'm kind of scared with how things are going right now. Bill's... uh, they got another tough test with the Bucks, then immediately followed by a rematch with the Patriots in New England. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling great. They'll definitely still make playoffs, but like not as a good seed if, if these next couple weeks don't go well. So we'll see how things go. And um, much to everybody's thought, I am still alive. I know. I'm sorry I missed uh, last night's recording. But here I am. I was able to make it. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I'm happy to be back. Well, I would say it's good to have you back, but we'll just say <laughs> we're whelmed. Not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed. It's I'm like very whelmed. I'm whelmed that you're here. I'm completely whelmed you're here. Hopefully you can make it up with having a good time, but more importantly, having a bold one since you weren't here <laughs> yesterday. I'm sure you had plenty of time to work on both a set list and a bold one. So how about you lead <laughs> off? How about you go first on bold ones? Uh, my bold one of the week, have to give a major, major shout out to one Patrick McAfee. This boy just got a bag. Big time. Pat yeah. McAfee left his playing career as a punter. Yeah, I know, a punter. He left his playing career to pursue a job in media as a content creator and today just announced an exclusive deal with FanDuel three years with one or three year plus one option for up to 120 million dollars homeboy got the bag and he is the bold one of the week you know it's even better people that too. is that he donated the first day first day he gets signed um, he donated six million of that to charity right off yeah. the bat. So fantastic guy. Um, if someone gave me seven million dollars, mm-hmm. I'd donate six million of it right now. That's that's more impressive. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, that's like more <laughs> impressive. If someone gave me seven and I donate six, like I'd hate to have to do that. You know, <laughs> if just saying Elon Musk, rich people everywhere, you're kind of destroying charities by not giving me seven million dollars. What a shame. What what a shame. All right, Ryan, what's your bold one? My bold one right now is none other than the Detroit Lions. Not only did they get their first win, um, after their first win, they basically committed to Jared Goff 
and said that Jared Goff needs to throw the ball downfield more often. So Detroit Lions, yeah, the Detroit Lions, they came out today that they said that Jared Goff needs to be more of a gunslinger. That's how they're going to win the rest of these games by having Jared Goff sling the ball more. So my bold ones, Detroit Lions, just having the balls to say that Jared Goff needs to step up and sling it up and sling it more. Yeah, glad to see them not winless this year. Definitely fun to see. Um, but I guess my bold one, as many of you know, I am a diehard Dallas Mavericks fan. I have loved them really since before I could remember. And I want to give my bold one of the week to the Mavericks fan base on Twitter, otherwise known as Mavs Twitter, because all we want to do is we want to see our team succeed. And when we have a player like Luka Doncic, who is the best young prospect in the NBA and is already an MVP caliber player, he is absolutely the number one prospect, not even a debate. Not even the number one guy in his own tra- uh, draft class. Not, the, Easily not, the, the, best guy. Guy. not the best guy in his own trade. Mm. Easily the best guy, but we're not happy with the direction of the team, and we're calling out the Mavs ownership. And what does Mark Cuban do? This is a guy that I have loved and revered pretty much my whole life. He decides to call all of Mavs Twitter fake fans, which is like a huge slap in the face to all of us. Because all we want to do is see this team win, and we love this team more than anything, and we're just vocal about it on Twitter, and to be called a fake fan after nearly 25 years of support is just not cool. But I stand in solidarity (laughs) with the Mavs fan base on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll notice my new name is Christian hashtag fake MFFL. So I am standing in solidarity with Mavs Twitter. We will stand up to the billionaire crypto idiots. So uh, there you I, go. I would Shout out like, Mavs Twitter. Are uh, we now an anti-Mark Cuban podcast? I stand in solidarity of Haralabob. Um, for those no, who don't fuck know, fuck Bob too. <laughs> Haralabob is the shadow G- or was the shadow GM of the Dallas Mavs. Yep. Uh, who is now fighting with Mark Cuban on Twitter? Very I entertaining. Mean, I will say that. I mean, Pretty it's. Funny. It's been a content gold mine for everybody who has no skin in this fight. Oh, it's been fantastic. I, I mean, my entire feed this morning was just Christians basically liking and retweeting everything from Mavs Twitter. And I was like, holy shit, they're imploding. This is great. Yes, yeah, so we've been very unsettled for a while, but to have your former favorite owner come out and call you a fake fan. Oh, I'm going to have a daily double here. Shout out Seton Hall men's basketball for beating the texas longhorns and chris beard in the major upset win not really because everybody should have seen this coming because that team in austin is super overrated but shout out seton hall for making everybody's day someone said they're almost as overrated as luca no luca is the best young player in basketball not even after after trey young no i mean i'm just you're clearly a biased not real mavs fan who just doesn't understand basketball as well as someone as me so we'll just go from there. Don't even go there. <laughs> but one thing I do actually understand better than that is let's get a quick baseball update. So Styers, tell us what's been going on with baseball this week. Is it still dead? Still dead. Okay, cool. And that was your baseball update of the week. 
So now that we got the boring sports out of the way, we now can get to more entertaining sports, a.k.a. the NFL. So, of course, we have our pick from last week. We could potentially go through all of them and be like, oh, this game happened this way, this happened this way. But I really don't want to, mainly because Christian won again in the NFL. Pretty so easily. I, I, I have no desire to actually talk about these picks at all because I feel like an idiot. And I'd like to point out one thing, though, real quick. Christian goes all Taysom tough. Hill was hurt. Taysom Hill was dicing up the Dallas Cowboys before his finger got hurt. And then his really. finger on his throwing hand goes out, and the entire game's gone from there. Taysom Hill would have had a Taysom Hill game if he'd not gotten hurt. Well, it's still had a bad game, and the Cowboys still won, and you were wrong. So suck it up. I don't, oh, so we can, when it comes to you, you can be like, I picked this person based off, but, but if an injury happens, it doesn't count. Only good for healthy teams. But when I try to pull that shit, oh, suck it up. Okay, I see how it is. I'll keep that in mind next time you pick someone. You're like, if healthy. Keep it in mind. Seven the and Lakers, two, baby. The Lakers, the Lakers are going to win the championship if healthy. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. They're yeah, starting I'm to look sure. better. Oh, yeah. How, Russ, how are LeBron and Russell, Russell Westbrook getting along? That's my next question. There. Those two are doing fine. Anthony Davis has been the issue there. I don't know. I've heard new things. Apparently, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are at each other's throats. So, heard it here first. Heard it here first. We'll, we'll get more into NBA talk uh, as whenever that season starts after Christmas. After Santa's thick, chunky, beautiful ass has come down the chimney, we will start talking about the NBA, not before. Because it's not right now. All I want to do is I want to hear you guys read off our records from last week's NFL Pick'em. That's all I want to do. The past is the past. It's not important. Moving on to this upcoming week. <laughs> um. So we'll start with the Thursday night game that is currently going on with uh, six, five, and one Pittsburgh at five and seven Minnesota. Uh, Adam Thielen is out. It's going to be the Justin Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson show. Uh, Dalvin Cook is playing with two torn labrums. It is quite impressive. He has a bra on. He has a sports bra for uh, his shoulders. Yep. I mean, he's doing his best Big Ben yeah. impression. He played um, well when he had it last time. Yeah, but two. Well, I mean, two is better than one. It's like two negatives make a positive. So it's not like he can't like come out and be like, oh, my left <laughs> shoulder. He's like, ah, your right shoulder too. So it's like they both hurt. So like you can't tell a difference. It's just, it's just how medical science works. Trust me. I'm, I'm dating a doctor. I know how this works. <laughs> dating a med student. Let's, let's clear that yeah, one yeah, up. <laughs> dating a med student. <laughs> Ryan's um, basically a med student. I'm basically a med student. I know how this works. Um, I'm not going to get too much into the Swedes. Minnesota only plays to their competition, only to lose last second. Pittsburgh. What do you uh, think? It's tied in the first right now. I just checked. Um, I think Minnesota's coming off a heartbreaking loss to Detroit, but I'm still going to roll with Minnesota here. I'm going to go with the home team. So I think that Pittsburgh has completely given up on the season. Like, I know they won against Baltimore. You're going to say, oh, they just won. I think Big Ben, he's done. I think the Ryan's on the wall. If they were smart, they'd see what they have in their younger quarterbacks. But um, I think Pittsburgh maybe limps into the playoffs. But this is a Minnesota team that is kind of frisky, so I'm going with Christian. I'm just going to pick everyone that Christian picks. (laughs) That way I jinx him or he I ride the victory wave. You're trying to pull me down the pit. One question I do have, though, is that has Kirk Cousins overextended his stay in Minnesota? Yeah, he didn't deserve that 88 million or 80 plus million he got in the first place. 
I mean, I don't really see where they go, though, if they let him go. So I think he's at least going to be there another year. So, so I, if you look uh, at Kirk Cousins' stats, he's actually a, he plays like a top 10 quarterback. He is a top 10 quarterback. The problem is, is that he can't seem to win them any, he, like, he can't win the close games. Yeah. So the thing about Kirk Cousins is he doesn't take any chances. He only takes what he knows he can get. And so, like, he'll stat pad, but either whenever it's crunch time and he needs it, or it's a primetime game, which we, if you just put him in a yeah. primetime slot, he'll fold. Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, he's I in mean, a primetime slot right now, so maybe we want to change predictions, but I'm sticking no, with it. No, no, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I already picked against him. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no. No, I like. I think Minnesota. Minnesota is definitely moving on from Mike Summer at the end of the year, if not okay. uh, before the end of the year. Like Kirk Cousins, definitely does not stay. Yeah, I don't see him staying, but I really don't know where he lands. But he's he's a starting caliber quarterback. But he's one of those quarterbacks yeah. that will win you enough games to where you can't get a good pick, but you need all the pieces around him to kind of be successful. He's that's average. Kind of, that's why he's da- that's, and that's why he's dangerous. He's dangerous because he's average. He's not bad enough to get you a good pick. He's not good enough to win you game to win you playoff games. All I know is in our final four basketball game against Michigan State in 2019, during the game they released that Kirk Cousins led the pregame pep talk for the Michigan State basketball team, and I immediately knew that we had the game in the bag. That is what I will say to that. No, well, I think that gives you as much as we need to know. Now, a team that. Pittsburgh just came off probably the ugliest win I've ever seen. The Pittsburgh Baltimore game was just ugly. Um, we have the eight and four Baltimore Ravens at six and six Cleveland right now. Cleveland is actually favored by minus two and a half, which basically means like they're the home team, but they also suck. Yeah. Uh, guys, I, I just want to give a final update for the Texas Seton hall game. Texas lost 60 to 64. Yeah, yeah, that was my daily double on the bold one of the week. Nice. This is what happens when you miss reps. You got you got every yeah. practice. You got to show up. Your mind is weak right now. You're not paying attention. Not in the I... moment. <laughs> There's no division. Or what, what, I, I forget what the thing is. I won't go into it. We've got enough. But you're shut for a little bit. We're it does worth you. a. It does worth or it is worth the second mention though. I will say that because go Seton Hall. Go Pirates. All right. So, as you were saying, eight and four Baltimore at six and six Cleveland. So, I guess I'll start here because I, I really want to start. I think the league is starting to kind of not maybe figure out Lamar Jackson. So, I don't think he's ever going to be fully figured out because he's too electric of a runner to be stopped. But I think they've kind of realized that Homeboy can't pass the ball too well. Um, I mean, Four interception game, as they're looking great. Then he has another bad interception game with Pittsburgh. Um, and this is a Cleveland team that kind of had his number last time. I know the Baltimore still, I want to say, still beat them last time. But I'd say this more on Baker Mayfield's inability to throw the ball as well right now. Basically, this is probably the worst quarterback matchup. Like two years ago, this would have been a great quarterback matchup. But right now, I'm looking at this, I'm like, neither one of them really can throw. Last year, this was, last year, yeah. this was like the best Monday night football game. Yeah. Like, the entire year. Yeah, when Lamar to go take a shit and came back out for the fourth down conversion. 
Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. And now it's just like, I don't know what's with Lamar. He's, I think he's like 18 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, but he's like has 763 yards uh, rushing or something like that. And meanwhile, Baker's basically being Mr. Tough Guy and playing through hurt. I don't think this is going to be a pretty game. I think it's going to be another ugly game. And I actually am going to think, I think Cleveland needs, need this, needs this game more. Yeah, I'm going Cleveland here. Oh, as well. shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, rude. Okay. Um, no, but honestly, like, what we've seen from Lamar is that if you kind of make them have to throw the ball in tough situations, or what is it? Uh, we saw in the Miami game, if you bring uh, corner blitzes or slot blitzes, Lamar doesn't know how to handle that. And literally everybody since uh, every opponent since Miami has done that to Lamar, and he has not figured it out. And so the Browns are going to do that to him. And he, unless he figures it out, I mean, Baltimore is going to flounder again. So, Cleveland. Yeah, this game is going to be a weird division game, as last week's Baltimore versus Pittsburgh game was a very weird division game. Oh, also uh, Nick Chubb to the goddamn moon. Yeah, so he's fully healthy in this one? Uh, Chubb? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should be. So yeah, full uh, Chubb. Yeah, Baker's still You're battling injury, right, though. Still battling injury. This Baltimore team is still 8-4 and four when we look at it. So I, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Yeah, but what's like their last three or four? It's time it's they write good. the ship. Division game. No, dude, they're they're fading because of all the injuries that are piling up. Yeah, and Humphrey. Georgia was going to kill Bama. So, wow, wow, okay, Mister Chalk. So I'm going Baltimore here. I'm sticking with it. Okay, well, cool. um, little little sassafras right. going on. Someone's getting a little big for the britches. Okay, next game. I feel like we don't really need to spend a ton of time on. Uh, two and ten Jacksonville versus eight and four Tennessee. I mean, Jacksonville's just a complete dumpster fire, guys. Um, they were they benched James Robinson because he fumbled. Yeah, and then Carlos Hyde fumbled, so they benched him. But then they let James Robinson come back, and then, God, this team is such a dumpster fire. Like, it's 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 it's, 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 no, it's not it's not a dumpster fire. It's treating pro athletes like they're in college. That's what it is. Yeah, it's literally co- it's college footballing pro athletes, and it's starting to show. And I think people are and people hate it. And now you have Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of your team rookie quarterback who's actively every week it seems like he's coming down and being directly against the coaching staff like what kind of was that sent to your locker room like does that i mean is this division is getting greater and greater and at some point it's going to burst because it's not like the urban meyer trevor lawrence our buddy buddy show it's trevor lawrence is trying to win these guys over and urban meyer's the awkward like alcoholic dad mm-hmm. like making like the sleepover kind of weird well, I would contend that this division is not getting better and better because the Texans are in this division. Yeah, this is the worst division in football. Oh, yeah, and it's um, not even close. Yeah, Good time to be a Titans fan. 
Yeah, yeah. Tennessee is going to take this one. Jackson, they weren't even expected to be good coming into the season, so it's been pretty much what we expected. There've been yeah. a little more distractions outside of the field that were unexpected. So it's some Urban Meyer getting some loose fingers going to places where they shouldn't be going on yeah. camera. But oh, on yeah. camera, Jimmy's, that's what they. Yeah. Okay, so outside on camera, <laughs> they can go wherever. I'm just saying the public knows about it because they got caught on camera. All right. So I would like to point something out to y'all. Um, do y'all remember a couple years ago whenever the the 49ers were really bad and uh, what is it? They were they fired Jim Harbaugh and like their GM and Harbaugh were going at it. Well, that GM's name was Trent Bulky. You want to take a stab at uh, what franchise he's GM of now? Mm, Tennessee, gonna... Jacksonville, <laughs> Jacksonville. Obviously, I was joking. Um, Trent Baalke has been nothing short of disaster for both the 49ers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, his personnel decisions are questionable. He's drafted a number of quality talent. Uh, even this year, uh, C.J. Henderson, the corner, there was no reason to trade him away. He was still on his rookie deal, and they traded him away for Dan Arnold. A tight end. Hey, hey, hey. When the tight end market gets scarce, <laughs> you had to come to the Jaguars. They're building a good program down there. Get a big boy who can catch the football. That's how you win football games. That's how Urban Meyer just like dominated at Ohio State. Have a big boy catch the football. I mean, they had simple they, game. They Fortnite last year because they said this guy's washed only for him to go off in the playoffs yeah. last year. So that's true. I mean, there's a reason why the same teams are always picking at the top of the draft every year. Like you always see Jacksonville, the Jets, and Detroit. They're always up in the top five usually. Yeah. Texans would be there, but they don't even have any of their picks. So (laughs) shout out Bill O'Brien. I mean the McNair family needs to sell. Cal McNair has been nothing but a cancer for this team. Sell the team. Sell it. Okay. You, you seem pretty despaired and distraught right there. As, as a Bills fan, I'm very confused by that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. How about we move on to our next game to kind of distract you from it? The six and six Las Vegas Raiders at eight and four Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by nine and a half. Um, I'm just going to ask one question right here. I think this is a question that everyone's thinking about it. Do the Raiders just seem to blow it up? Like, this variation with Derek Carr, like Waller, like it's been great. They've won some games, but they're obviously not going to be a team that wins it all. Should they just blow it up? Honestly, I think they should keep the team as it is. I, they were rolling at the start of the season, and they were just fine until I mean, all these on... off-the-field distractions came about, like the Henry Rugg situation, the John Gruden situation. I mean, think about all the crap they've had to deal with. I think Derek Carr is a great quarterback. And I think this is a nucleus that you need to actually roll with and give it some time. Derek Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins are the same quarterback. I'd go Carr over Cousins. But, I mean, I'm not saying Carr is an elite quarterback, but he's definitely pretty good. I'll buy that. Um, No, but I agree with Christian on this one. I I think given some of the major off-the-field issues that the Raiders have dealt with, like, this team has been pretty good, and I'd argue like they're one or two defensive pieces away from really being good. Yeah. And I, I mean, like 
Josh Jacobs hasn't been healthy for the full season. They just lost Kenyon Drake for the season. Like some minor health issues, but other than that, like I think this team is really good or pretty good. And yeah. they, depending on how free agency and draft season goes, like they could put it all together. Yeah, I mean, this game versus Kansas City it looks like the spread is nine and a half favoring Kansas City here. It's a division game. I think it's going to be a little closer than Kansas City's comfort. I think Vegas will cover, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Hmm. Hmm. Why are you thinking about the Stars? Don't, don't, don't ever think this. I'm going <laughs> Chiefs as well. Oh, no, I, I'm going Chiefs. Okay, well, that made it things super simple. Now, the next one, our next team, especially one of those always picking the top five that was mentioned earlier, we have the five and seven Saints with the three and nine Jets. For the New York Jets, 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 J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, I'm just going to go straight here. Taysom Hill's going to go off. He's going to have a <laughs> Taysom Hill-like game. No, I'm joking, but I do think the Saints win this. Um, pretty handily. The Jets are a dumpster fire. I think Zach Wilson is a bust. Um, who would have thought that ha- drafting a kid out of BYU who did one good throw across his body with no defenders on the field would have been a, was a bad idea? Like, who saw that coming? Like, who, who would have thought that taking Especially him over? The Jets. Who would have thought that maybe like taking him over a Mac Jones or, you know, a Trey Lance? Like, who would have seen Zach? Actually, no, I, I, Trey Lance, who knows? He may also suck. But who would have thought that? taking the guy out of BYU who faced no one the entire year would be a horrible decision. I, I'm definitely not me. I didn't see this coming at all. No, I mean, Saints all the way, but Saints will be without Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram. Uh, They're on the COVID list. So oh. we'll see how that affects them. However, take, they get Alvin Kamara back. Okay. That's, that's huge. Win some, so, lose some. Yeah. Uh, Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara are about to run all over the Jets and that horrible run defense. I will yeah. sell my firstborn if Kamara could have a five touchdown game. Yeah, Saints close win. He's already had one of those. <laughs> oh, would you know? <laughs> I know very well, better than most. Well, one thing you also know pretty well is your Dallas Cowboys. We have Girls. Aiden- Cowgirls, cowboys, whatever you want to call it, whatever whatever position suits your uh, fancy. Uh, eight and four, Dallas at six and six, Washington. Dallas is favored by four and a half as the away team. That's kind of impressive and overrated as per usual. Um, I mean, say what you want about how they've done it. Washington's on a four game win streak. I mean, they've been running the ball a ton with Antonio Gibson and grinding out wins. Taylor Heineke, he's been good enough to to do it. I mean, there's been some plays where you just look at it and you're like, what are you doing? But other than that, like, he really hasn't turned the ball over that much. He's been doing everything he can to win Washington these games. And so I'm going to hammer Washington. Also, the fact that Zeke has oh, what what's going on with Zeke, guys? Uh, he's he's very hurt. And then his also knee. the new, yeah, his knees down bad. And um, Pollard's hurt too now. Pollard basically tore a ligament in his foot, and the only way to heal that ligament is to not do anything for like four to six weeks. Yeah, torn plantar fascia. It's 
Mm. Hate to see that. So yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. I could go ahead. So I'm looking here and I'm trying to think. And I what I want to say right now, and I'm gonna hate myself because I'm gonna I initially I was like Washington. Then I looked a little bit more, did some research today. And this sounds crazy. I think the Cowboys defense right now and the way they're playing is what we expected the Washington football team's defense to be like at the start of the year. This Cowboys defense has been pinning their ears back, beginning after the quarterback. They've been having this kind of the speed off the sides and down and through the middle, getting to the quarterback, causing these interceptions. That's exactly what we expected from the Washington football team. Yet the Washington football team is just now kind of putting it together. They don't have Chase Young. Um, I think Micah Parsons has become one of uh, an elite talent in the NFL very quickly. Not just saying that as a biased fantasy football owner. Um, And basically Um, very long winded way of saying that. Yes, I get it. Washington's on a winning streak. They've beat Carolina. Ooh, impressive. They beat Seattle. Ooh, impressive. They've beat Las Vegas. Ooh, impressive, close, impressive games. If the Dallas Cowboys go into Washington and play the type of football they can play, they're going to win this game easily. Um, ju- just struck my memory. Who's you named three teams there? They're on a four-game win streak. Um, who's the team before that? Oh, is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I want to say. Yeah, that's right. With an immobile quarterback, who if you can pin your ears back and get to, he's not able to do too well. Well, Dak's, as so- Dak's more mobile than Tom- Dak is more mobile than Tom Brady. Well, as anybody someone, more mobile than Brady. Yeah. Well, as someone is so keen to point out on this podcast, uh, Tom Brady is the more than likely is going to win the MVP this year. Yeah. He's leading so the league it, in touchdowns and passing yards, and his team's it, winning games. It, exactly. And so, like, you're going to knock uh, Washington for beating Brady? I'm not knocking him for beating Brady. You it it kind of sounded you, like you were knocking him. You just said yourself less than five minutes ago. Oh, what's the last three games? The last three games are the games that matter. Four games, I mean, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, they beat Tampa Bay. That's impressive. On this great winning streak. But at a certain point, Cinderella loves, loses her shoe. Cinderella is going to lose her glass slipper this comes coming Sunday when All the right. Cowboys go into Washington. All right. All right. I expect three to four touchdowns from Dak. Amari Cooper's back, been like full percent, full participant. I don't think that they're going to have to run to win this game. Yeah, so this game, as a Cowboys fan, scares the crap out of me. I will say that, yeah, Washington is extremely hot. They're coming in looking very good. They're winning a lot of games, four in a row. They're beating good opponents. Their defense is coming on. And I can tell you right now, this Washington locker room would nothing more than to beat their arch rival in the Dallas Cowboys. These two teams do not like each other. Uh, this is one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL, but I still got to go with my hometown team. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. This is the first week since pretty much the start of the season where we're going to have our defensive line fully healthy. We're going to have Demarcus Lawrence out there. We're going to have Randy Gregory out there. Parsons is turning into one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I think he's already the best player on the Dallas Cowboys roster as it stands right now, not saying he's the most important player, but I think he's the best overall player on this team and he's playing like it. And he's pretty much running away with the defensive rookie of the year. And he's in the conversation of defensive player of the year in the national football league. 
And I just think the way this defense is flying around to the football, making plays in the backfield, the secondary is picking it off. We have Trayvon Diggs, leading interception getter in the NFL. It's just a recipe for disaster. Obviously, this Dallas run game is hampered a little bit because Zeke is obviously a little hobbled, and then Pollard is probably going to be a no-go. Um, but Zeke is still a quality back, even though he can't run very well. He's still a great leader, great in pass protection and everything. So I wouldn't call him a liability. And I think this Dallas offense has shown this year that they can absolutely throw the football when they need to. So I think it's going to be a close Dallas win here in Washington. Wow, no sassy comment back from Styers. I thought he'd be saying, like, you guys are just homers. It's just going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm always a homer, man. I'm yeah, never I mean, gonna I, 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 always, I expected that from Christian, but I mean, as a dedicated Eagles fan yourself, I'm surprised that you're picking uh, the Cowboys. I respect the Cowboys. I do think that they're still going to fall apart, but I think right now they're not going to fall apart here. They'll, they'll make it too early dram- in the season dram- for their fall apart. Yeah, it'll be more dramatic probably than the playoffs to Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, uh, the story that is written, you're right, got me there. So next up, we have the five and seven, uh, five and seven Atlanta Hawks. Oh shit, no! Oh, that's <laughs> wrong sport. Wrong sport. I guess some of my NBA studying is finally paying off. I know where Trey Young plays in Atlanta for the Hawks. Oh no, but five and seven Atlanta Falcons at the five and seven Carolina Panthers. Carolina's only favored by two and a half. Um, What's going on in Carolina? Like, that's the serious question I have. I mean, I've paid attention to them early on. They're like, oh, watch out for Carolina. They have this great defense. Sam Darnold's doing this. Sam Darnold's doing that. Then Christian McCaffrey goes down, per usual. Um, Seems to happen Hmm. every year. And then within a matter of weeks, you have Joe Brady, who is supposedly one of the up-and-coming offensive masterminds in the game of football, is the scapegoat for, for one, the Sam Darnold trade, and two for bringing in cam newton suddenly it's joe brady's fault the offense can't happen like like what do you guys think behind that uh yeah definitely sounds like he was the fall guy here um whenever you give um uh an aged cam newton who still can't throw that well hey cam newton's back to his bullshit huh no Uh, okay (laughs) okay i'll give you five Five of ten. Is that some moments? Nice. (laughs) Now, now you're just gonna keep making bad bad puns. Um, Five percent. No, but he he was definitely the fall guy here. Like Matt Rule was just definitely doing that to save his job. Um, But yeah, no. Joe Brady has been get has not been given great quarterbacks to work with. No, and that's what we. That's the one thing that will remain constant in this league. If you don't have a quarterback, you're screwed. Um, so, yeah. I mean, honestly, both these teams suck. Which one sucks less? Atlanta, I guess. You, you know, some. sorry, I'm not to cut you off there, uh, Christian. I'm also going to Atlanta. I just had the revelation that what if Aaron Rodgers went to Carolina? after this season 
like imagine Carolina with that defense. You have those young weapons. CMC maybe plays seven games. That's scary. Mm. Yeah, it could be. They're definitely a potential landing spot for sure. And I think Matt Rule can coach. I think he's a great coach. Maybe he's more suited for the college game, but they've also never really had strong quarterback play in Carolina. And I think that's really been the main reason for their lack of success. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Atlanta here as well. Just because okay, well. I trust Matt Ryan more than I trust this Carolina team. I mean, that's, that's uh, yeah, trust that's not Matt saying Ryan. much. That's not saying say much. Right. No, I'll say that, but I mean, honestly, yeah. just say you trust Cordero Patterson. That's yeah. the only person you should trust. It's like, I trust Patterson more than I trust Carolina yeah. offense. I said I trust him more than Carolina, not I trust him. Oof. Oof, that's much going on there. <laughs> and, and and Christian doesn't want uh, Aaron Rodgers going to Carolina because he wants him to go to Denver because he has stock in Cherry Judy. That's right. And Javante yeah. Williams. Can't forget that, Styers. You know all about Javante Williams. Such bullshit. His one breakout <laughs> game against the goddamn week I face you. Beautiful. Must be, must be nice to have fantasy playoffs and not have players who are injured all the time. <laughs> but something, I've, that, but something I've, that was also broken. Huh? huh? Something that was also broken. Or not broken, more dislocated. Joe Burrow's right pinky finger, which brings us to the 6-6 six and six San Francisco 49ers at the 7-5 Cincinnati Bengals. San Fran is favored by one and a half right now, which is super low. Um, and I'm just going to make this real quick. I'm going to San Fran, but I'm also making a mortal lock. Cincinnati loses out. Is, is there a reason why? I think the Cincinnati team is young. I think they're talented, but I don't think they have the experience of winning. And I think if you look at the last couple of games, let me pull them up real quick. You it's guys, schedule. Make, it's a very tough schedule. They have Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland. That's how they end the season. Hmm. And you look at teams that they've been playing. I mean, I know they like they play the Chargers, that are a playoff team lost. Mm-hmm. They played the Cleveland Browns, who are yeah, kind of a playoff team lost. They played the New York. They lost the Jets. I feel like that's all I have to say here. They lost the Jets. Well, and they didn't just lose to the Browns. They got whooped by the Browns. Yeah, so the last two wins they have is they, you know, they did beat up Pittsburgh, but I don't think Pittsburgh's really all that impressive. I think Pittsburgh's record is a little bit more inflated than they actually are skill-wise. And I just don't, I mean, maybe they beat Denver, but I have a hard time believing they're going to beat, they're going to go 500 with the upcoming schedule. No, I I mean, with what you laid out, like, I don't not believe you. Um, but the fact that it's only, like, a, sp- a dislocated Joe Burrow will be fine. Um, we know he's one tough, handsome son of a bitch. Yep. So handsome, um, so pretty. Oh, so, God. Uh, yeah. Um, the shoulder pads picture. Uh, uh, things, everything- that him, things that let him do to me. <laughs> What a beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful man. Um, but, I mean, I'm not sure if I really trust the San Francisco team either. Um, all their running backs are dead. <laughs> L- let's be real. Their running Plus backs are dead. And if they can't run the ball, they have to trust in Jimmy G? Come on. 
Debo is the basically my question is is Debo Samuel back? I don't think so. Then this the team report. is dead. This team's dead. I think he's out. This is his last week out. He's, yeah. he's listed as questionable right now. Cincy. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cincy here as well, mostly based on that. I think that right pinky finger. I mean, when you release a football, you're going off of your pointer finger and your middle finger. Your pinky really has nothing to do with it. So uh, I think since he's going to be fine here, I, I don't think they'll have a very strong end of the season either, but I think they will come out with a win in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I buy all that. Hmm. Okay. Um, my beloved Buffalo bills, seven to five bills. Versus the 9-3 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is this the Sunday night game? No, it's uh, Chicago Green Bay. Yeah, so, okay. for some reason, some, like Chicago Green Bay, for some reason, they didn't flex it out. I don't yeah. know why, because this game should have been flexed on Sunday night. Totally. Oh, yeah. Whoever uh, decided that has, like, some sick uh, sense of humor against uh, the Bears because mm. they this game is always Sunday night for no reason. Like, we know how this plays out. Aaron Rodgers curb stomps the Bears. Yeah, it's like, a cool rivalry, but, yeah, this Tampa-Buffalo game should be in that slot. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think this is – pitting a team's strength versus a team's weakness as in well from on both sides bill's passing game versus bucks pass defense and then bucks can run the ball against a team who isn't that good at stopping the run i mean yeah that's for sure yeah yeah someone say that a quarterback could only have three passes and you could beat buffalo I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> First okay. mortal lock. I was yeah. want to know my mortal locks. Okay. Okay. Whatever. But yeah, now um, I think Buffalo has a bounce back, and now that they're not in a blizzard with galing winds, um, and Josh Allen can a little bit more accurately throw the ball. Josh Allen and Axe <laughs> name two things that don't go, yep. are not in common. Nope. Oh, um, okay. But I I believe the Bills can pull it. They need to pull this game out. Yeah, I see this one being high scoring here. I'm going to go with Tampa, though, because if there's one thing I know about Tom Brady versus Buffalo is he absolutely owns them. Christian owned them the for 20 pick. years. Is a timeshare in Buffalo, basically. Isn't he like the fourth winningest quarterback in Buffalo Stadium, like NFL history or something? Uh, like, is it something crazy yeah. like that? It may actually be third. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you'd I, only play yeah. there once a year. Uh, uh, yeah, give me Brady here. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it goes Jim Kelly, Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Wow, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the list. Yeah, Brady versus the Bills. That that'd be a fool to go against that. Yeah, I'm just going to go smart here. I'm just going to go with Tampa Bay. Um, I think Tom Brady, I just trust him more than I trust Josh Allen. Josh Allen's good, but Josh Allen yep. just hasn't. I thought Josh Allen turned the corner, but he turned the corner, then he backstepped three steps, went back around that corner. So until he proves to me that he can get the job done, I don't know if I trust Josh Allen just yet. 
mean. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, but moving on to the next game, as we kind of previously mentioned, the Chicago Bears at Green Bay. This is a Sunday night game. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 350, three touchdowns, absolutely destroy the Bears. It is written. It is known. Um, the Bears are that traditional team where we can't break tradition because that's how it's always done, even though it makes no goddamn sense at this point of we don't fire coaches midseason, even though everybody knows Matt Nagy is a bad head coach. Like, he is bad. Yeah, I think aren't Smith and Alexander supposed to come back this game? Um, if not this game, the next game. Not going to matter either way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I that matters. But, I mean, if Smith and Alexander are back, and I think Justin Fields is supposed to start this game as well because he's coming off his rib injury. Um, Justin Fields is about to embarrass himself Sunday night. Like, it's going to be bad. Like, it's probably going to be a three-interception game, maybe one, t- one pity touchdown and, like, oh, like in dead time. But I'm, going, I'm smashing Green Bay. Like, I even go to say that Green Bay covers. And right now they're favored by 12 and a half. That's how much I do not trust the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah I'm going 100%. Green Bay here. 100%. That Chicago offense is so bad. Yep. Yeah, they're just not very good. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to the final game on our slate. The 8-4 and four, uh, Las Fraudulous Rams. You worked really hard for that. I'm <laughs> proud of you. It come out pretty <laughs> – Maybe practice gets yeah. more reps in, but I, I love where your mind's at. Uh, versus the ten and two Arizona Cardinals. You could have go fraudnals. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't really think the Cardinals are frauds. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're really not. So yeah, um, Cardinals. I mean, Kyler's healthy, and this team really goes with Kyler. And the Rams, whenever they have a tough opponent, like. They it, blew out Tampa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just have a weird feeling. I think the Rams are going to get them. I, I think Arizona is the better team. But I think, like John Madden said before the Super Bowl, Brady's first Super Bowl, uh, this St. Louis team is the better team, but the better team doesn't always win. And I think that's what's going to happen here at I think they're going to split their two. This will be the second matchup. Arizona obviously worked in pretty easily the first go round. I just think the Rams are going to find a way to get them here. I'm trying to think about what I, how I was going into this, and this doesn't make any sense. The Rams need this game more. This game means more to the Rams than it does to the Cardinals, and for that reason alone, I'm going to have to go Rams. Yeah. Okay, cool, guys. Cool, 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 cool. No, I just, I, I think, I think it is. I think Stafford no, and no, Cup no, are no. great yeah. together. Um, I do think there's still some injury worries still with Kyler Murray. I mean, I know his ankle's probably fine now, but I still, I'm just like, I think, uh, what's his name? Edmonds is supposed to come back at running back. So Arizona's going to, I think it's going to be a high-scoring yeah. game. Um, totally. But. I do think there's a reason they traded for Von Miller. There's a reason they're paying Ramsey. Um, and there's a, and it's Aaron Donald. 
Like yep. this is probably the best defensive front that the Cardinals and Kyler Murray are going to face the entire year. And they've already faced them once. Um, so second, it's hard to be a team twice in the NFL. So I, I just, I think Rams. Hmm. Interesting. Um, no. Well, what is it? Uh, the number one thing uh, or the number one knock on Andy Reid for a long time was Andy Reid season. Is Sean McVay the same thing? Sean McVay season? He doesn't make any adjustments to his play calling as the season goes on, hence why they struggle late. Food for thought. Yeah, potentially. I mean, both elite offensive minds in the game of football. Um, questionable clock management. So we'll see. TBD. TBD. Okay. So rookie of the year debate, which, I mean, honestly, guys, is it even really that much of a debate for both offense and defense? I think my offensive take is going to surprise people. Okay, so we all agree Micah Parsons for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Sertan has been great in Denver. The guy I wanted as a Cowboys fan, the Cowboys have admitted to wanting, but Parsons has been the guy for sure. Parsons has definitely been the guy. Yeah. I think Sertan definitely uh, deserves to be in the discussion. Oh, totally. But, it, but it's Parsons all the way. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, who is your hot take Offensive Rookie of the Year? I think this may surprise people. And I'm actually going and pulling up his stats now because I want to see to make sure he's kind of on there. Jalen Waddle. My boy, Jalen Waddle. I think he's the offensive rookie of the year. I don't like this idea that Mac Jones has done enough to be offensive rookie of the year. Yes, I get it. He's the most successful quarterback. He's had some success in the Patriots system. Look at Mac Jones stats, Mac Jones stats. If, I want to say it has like 16 touchdowns, maybe eight interceptions. Don't quote me on that, but that sounds about right. Um, it's just, he's been good, but he hasn't been like light him up impressive. He's no Herbert. He hasn't been Herbert. Has he had to need to be Herbert? No. Nope. And you're going to also say, well, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, y'all admit he's been pretty good. Um, let me pull up his stats now just so I can see Jamar. Mary- Jamar Chase had a good start to the season, but like the last four or five weeks, he's kind of faded. Um, yeah. so Mac Jam- Jones to start the season, I mean, Josh McDaniels didn't trust him in that offense. And so, like, he wasn't attempting a pass more than five yards down the field. But Jalen Waddle, as a Jalen Waddle owner in fantasy football, Jalen Waddle's been lighting it up. The entire season. So I think Jalen Waddle is tied for second in receptions, only behind the the guy that is Cooper Cup, who has like 100 receptions right now. So Jalen Waddle has been fantastic. Have the touchdowns been there? No, they haven't been there. I'll be the first one to say that. He has four touchdowns. Um, Jamar Chase does have eight touchdowns, but he only has 55 receptions. But you can also make the argument that Jamar Chase has more yards on less receptions. Jamar Chase has been a bigger boom, but I think Waddle has been – the better and more needed receiver for his team. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so Jalen, he's currently in the fourth best odds right now, tied for fourth for rookie of the year, offensively at least. And then he's obviously Mac Jones is in at one, Jamar Chase at two, and Najee Harris at three. I just, I, 
and I, I kind of want to go into this with a different perspective because I thought, you know, just saying, I just, I don't think Mac Jones should win it. I do not think Mac Jones should win it at all. Yeah, I mean, they're I, I, the number one seed in the AFC. It's like Dak is rookie season, right? Like Zeke probably had the best rookie year out of everybody, but you got to go with the quarterback. I mean, that's just how it goes. See, this is my how I feel with the Heisman as well. Like, it shouldn't just be the quarterback award. No, 100%. I mean, like right now, Mac is looking at roughly 2,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Wow, I'm fucking good at what I do. His QBR is 51. He's 14th. He had, like, he's above, like, he's above, he's an average quarterback. He's an average rookie quarterback. And we're supposed to reward rookie of the year over Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle to the average quarterback. He has that's, a good it's team. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He has a good team around him, but like, he's not losing them the game. Yeah, he's steering the ship. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, Ryan, like, you're convincing me for not choosing Mac Jones. Um, Honestly, one thing Mac Jones has going for him, and I will say this, his completion percentage is through the roof. It's over 70%. Man picks passes that can be completed, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're easy passes, and you have these burner receivers. The receivers for the New England Patriots, they're fast. They're speedy. It's these you know slant routes. It's these drag routes. It's these short, easy passes he gives that McDaniels draws up where they, draw, they drag off the, the cornerback, and then they take it to the house, or they get the first down. It's what Patriots always do. And he just has average stats. I've seen Tom Brady in this system, and yeah, Tom yeah. Brady put up much more impressive numbers. Mac Jones should be putting up Tom Brady numbers with his, if he's as good as he says he is. I mean, he's rookie, Rick, well, early first season, Brady wasn't putting up the mega MVP numbers that he's known to put up now and later on in his career. But I, I'm still going to go Mac Jones here. He's been, he's been great. He's been very good. He's been better than I think we all thought he was going to be. And they're winning games. They're the number one seed in the AFC right now. See, uh, but like they're also winning games because like they have a top five defense. Oh yeah, and, and they run yeah, the ball totally. really well. So like I think he's in a good situation, yeah. but oh, he's definitely not the best offensive yeah. player. It's like Dak's um, rookie season, right? He had yeah. that loaded offense, and Zeke yeah. had the better year. And I, I don't think anybody's going to doubt that because Zeke led the NFL in rushing, and Dak's stats weren't anything crazy. But he game manages way to a 13 and three record. And I think that the award's going to go to Mac Jones and it's his to lose right now. Obviously, he can't throw three passes also, every game. Also, had a potential Hall of Fame quarterback in his ear. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> Romo's not Hall of Fame. He's Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Hall of Very, Hall of very Good that made a, a god awful Cowboys team serviceable. That's pretty fucking amazing if you talk. Yeah. If you now, ask me. He's it, in the same conversation yeah. as Matthew Stafford. Yeah, and Philip Rivers, I throw him in there as well. But yeah, we're one call away in Green Bay from changing that whole narrative around. See, but okay, like I, I knew you would bring this up, and this is my favorite counterpoint to that. The Cowboys should have never been in that game. Oh yeah, obviously you had the very questionable officiating against Detroit in the week against before. The, the fact that yeah. on a fourth down conversion, the Cowboys tackled the receiver as the ball was getting there. Well, I mean, and, the, the Rams shouldn't have been in that Super Bowl. They yeah. destroyed that one wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, exactly. Ball, ball don't lie. It's, ball, it's, it's a long way of saying ball don't lie. Ball, yeah. Or I guess ball refs, refs, refs don't lie. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 
no. So that's my favorite counter argument to uh, that to the oh Cowboys should have beaten the Packers. Yeah, they probably should have, but they also should have never been in the game to begin with. So we'll yeah. we'll call it even. <laughs> yeah, here's what it is. Okay, I can't believe that. To no one's surprise, Christian Boomer. Christian Boomer uh, has decided that Mac Jones should win it just because he's a quarterback on a winning team. Does that mean that is he's Trey had a Lance, good season? Is Trey Lance in the running because he's a quarterback on a no. above 500 team? No. He's a quarterback on above 500 team, so Trey Lance has a chance? No. If Cam Newton was in New England still, do we think they'd be having this type of season? I'm going to say no. Honestly, I think if Cam Newton bought into the Patriots system as much as Mac Jones has, then yeah, they would. But he didn't. I'm going to say offensive play, offensive rookie of the year, as much as I like Caleb Waddle, it's going to be Nashi Harris because for most part, he is that Pittsburgh offense. Okay. Now, Nadi's been great. He's been incredible, and he'll be a great back until he gets his big contract. Until his knees blow out. He's going to be worked into the grave by the time he gets his first contract. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. All right. Well, defense was pretty straightforward. Parsons, no doubt about that. But we have Mac Jones, Jalen Model, and Najee Harris. We'll see who's ultimately right. Unfortunately, I'm afraid Christian's going to be right, and he's going to be like, oh, I told you guys. It's so fucking obvious. Nah. But it is what it is. It's boring, and I hate it. Christian chooses chalk on everything. He's just like, guys, I'm so smart. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Seven and two. No. At least I like a little flavor. And I picked upset. I picked the Pittsburgh win last week. Yeah, I picked that. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give, give you that, that one. one. I'll give you that one. Yes, yeah, so don't but come here at all boring. Ugh. I stand by it. <laughs> but okay, guys. Um, overall, it was nice to be back. Glad I'm back. Had to knock a little rust off my game, but I, I'm back. We're we're back to it. Um. Other than that, though, everybody, you stay frosty. Stay cold and stay bold. All right, everybody. Thanks for making it to the end of the Cold Ones and Bold Ones podcast. Everybody, we hope you have a great weekend, and we will see you next Tuesday.